This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Halloween is around the corner. It's on Monday. That means some fun trick-or-treating action. But it also means a weekend of partays, shindigs, getting dressed up, having some fun, having a good time. Here's the thing. Halloween is filled with all kinds of sensory stimulation. So what does that mean for people with sensory sensitivities? How can we make trick-or-treating and Halloween a little more sensory-friendly? Well, let's find out with Crystal Seaberger, the founder and CEO of Sensory-Friendly Solutions. Hey, Crystal, it's been a couple of years. So great to chat with you once again. It has been, Dave. O'Charter. I think it was 2018 when oh my we last gosh. spoke. I know. I was I was trying to remember. Um, anyways, I'm delighted to be here uh, with you again, again today. Uh, and I wanted to mention, I wanted to start, it's just absolute perfect timing that you have me as an occupational therapist uh, on the show today. Uh, I don't know if you knew or if your listeners know, uh, but it's uh, October 27th is World Occupational Therapy Day. Oh, all right. Okay. So it's it's a a double happy, a double happy mark on that one. Exactly. I'm like double whammy. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of two for one or like getting up to Halloween and uh, yeah, World OT Day. So thank you. Crystal, how do OTs celebrate? World Occupational yeah. Therapist Day. What do you guys do? You stretch each other I, out a little bit? I don't know. You know what? I have to. I have to confess. Most of the most of the things I I see. You know, we we promote OT again, like I'm doing now, talking about uh, you know some of the uh, the things that we support. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about the theme for World OT Day. Um, professionally, we like to get together, um, and I I see a lot of uh, pictures of us eating out uh, around <laughs> this. It's, it's OT Month in in Canada. It's World OT Day, but like, we we get together, um, celebrate. Uh, we you know we can't eat eat out now, and uh, just have good good chats together. Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, and lots of promotion. The theme, I did uh, perfect uh, that we're talking about sensory friendly Halloween. The theme for World OT Day this year um, is how opportunity and choice contribute to justice and as you said in your in your introduction uh, because of sensory sensitivity or even sensory overload or any sensory differences uh, that opportunity to celebrate Halloween which as you alluded to is very sensory rich uh, isn't always there because sometimes that's it's just too overwhelming Mm. so that leads to a a lack of choice, right? Mm. Um, and and to a little bit of, of injustice. So uh, yeah, so I, I'm I'm happy to talk about how just some small changes make a big difference for a lot of people, a lot of children. Let's talk about those small changes as opposed to sort of laying out all the problems here. Let's be solutions yeah. focused because I think the solution will yeah. tell us what the problem is. So exactly. you've put out a guide here that actually offers up some of these suggestions. What are some of the big takeaways that we can do to make sure that all children can be included on Halloween nights? Yeah. 
So um, I, one of the first things is just changing and, and managing our own expectations, right? So sometimes we sort of expect, have, have, a, have a lot that, that it's going to be fun, that Halloween uh, is, um, you know, uh, with, uh, there's uh, costumes, there's lots of things to see, and sometimes there's like music and, and lights and candy, um, that that, all of that is, is fun. Um, and sometimes it's, it's not. So uh, things to do are really uh, helping to manage expectations around what we're doing and it may not necessarily be we're gonna do the whole neighborhood uh, for Halloween and to go trick-or-treating uh, just a small change like how about just doing a, a couple of houses or even um, you know driving to specific houses if that's a, a possibility or going to specific houses where children uh, know, you know, know your neighbors or know friends or family. It's it it's a little overwhelming going to strangers, uh, so many strangers um, homes all at once. Uh, so that's uh, that's something really uh, really helpful to do, as well as just uh, preparing. Like Halloween comes once a year, um, and we we don't. There's not always a lot of opportunities. We're not always like dressing up and going door to door and eating candy on many other occasions throughout the year. Uh, so looking at, uh, you know, videos or pictures of, you know, what we've done, right, in, in years past, just sort of becoming familiar uh, is a really, is, is also a really good strategy. Mm. What about trying to make my own home a little bit more welcoming? Because I'm not going to go out, Crystal, I'm too old, I'm too big, people will be like, that kid <laughs> yeah. does not get yeah. any of this yeah. free candy. Yeah. What can <laughs> I do to make sure that somebody knows and somebody feels welcomed on Halloween night at my place? Uh, so a couple of things, and I'll say, you know, my house is is an example. It's really, really toned down. I, I actually don't have a lot of uh, decorations, right? Um, so one of the things is, um, first of all, let uh, let your community uh, know. You know, we have a little. Uh, there's a you can there's a little printable, right? My house is a sensory friendly house. Um, if you're making changes, uh, you know, share share that on social media or with your community networks or with uh, friends or family that uh, you might think. Uh, you know, that would be a good fit for. Uh, but really, you know, I talked about changing expectations. Change your expectation of the children uh, coming to your door. Uh, so for them, sometimes having a big chat and getting them to say trick or treat or thank you or having that little conversation um, can be overwhelming. So sometimes I'm just sort of mindful for some kids, okay, we're just going to Keep, keep the convo to a minimum. Um, again, my house is really, right, there's a, a pumpkin. That's it. Mm -hmm. I don't have um, a lot of um, uh, lights. I don't have, uh, I have good, you know, good lighting so kids can see coming up the driveway. Uh, but uh, there's not a lot of uh, decorations. There's not a lot of things that make noise. There's no flashing lights, uh, flickering lights. Um, and I just, you know, really keep it simple here. Um, and then I'm also, you know, making sure, you know, candles and the pumpkin um, and that art scented, right? There's a lot of mm -hmm. scents with, with mm -hmm. candy, you know, think of all your scents. Senses. 
you see, what you hear. It's a lot, you're tasting a lot on Halloween if you're sampling that candy. Um, so really, uh, you know, trying not to have a lot of other things, a lot of scented candles or anything that contributes to that sense mm. of smell. Yeah, it's simple doesn't need to be unesthetically pleasing either, right? You can still have a beautiful pumpkin with the candle well covered. We are still going to have that aesthetic piece. I know what we used to do at my parents' mm. place. Instead of putting like big strobing lights or anything, yeah. what we would do is we'd actually end up changing the color in our porch light so that it was like a nice soft green. So it still yeah. kind of felt a little bit in the spirit, but it wasn't like boom in your face. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, Dave. Like that is just a, a perfect example. Think about, um, you know, what, you know, what helps you celebrate? What do you enjoy? Uh, but is there a way to make it less sensory rich, right? A little bit different. So there's a bit of an experience there, uh, but not overwhelming. Uh, I know in years years past where um, I we did have um, I'd say a, a little bit a little bit more uh, with uh, music or lights. We'd sort of have that turned off, and actually, when the kids came to the door, we'd ask them, "Do you?" Do you want to listen to some, you know, some spooky music? Oh, nice. uh, do you want us to, you know, and having, and now there's a lot of, um, uh, a, a lot of decorations that move, right? So not, a, so where it's not turned on all the time, but actually, you know, uh, giving agency uh, to, to the, the kids coming to the door and, and, you know, do you, do you mm. want to experience this? Let's turn that on. Let's let you experience giving a little bit of a sense of, of control for them. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Crystal, we know that Halloween's not just for the kids though. We know there's parties that lots of folks are enjoying. What's a word of advice on making the party a little bit more inclusive and a little more sensory friendly? Yeah. Um, something you'll, I, and I think you'll, you'll find, um, uh, people uh, who want that experience. Again, parties are sensory. They're busy, noisy, bright, right? Um, I, I think you'll, you'll, you'll find uh, your guests probably uh, create this for themselves if you don't, uh, if you don't do it, but just sort of have a, a quiet zone, right? Or a, a quiet room uh, if you can. And sometimes that ends up being, uh, you know, might be out on the balcony or out on the front porch. Um, uh, if there's a, if there's a, a, a room you're having a you know a big if there's a, a big community uh, event uh, in a big room well have a have a smaller room uh, that is the quiet zone where uh, you know there is no music there's comfortable seating uh, there's um, again no sense uh, you know, good lighting, but maybe lighting that's a little bit uh, subdued, not the big flashing lights. Uh, so that's often a really easy thing to do uh, that you can create in your in your own home, your own space, or if if you're at a community event uh, indoors, uh, create that at a community event uh, space too. A quiet, dimly writ, lit room with a yeah. comfortable seat. Crystal, you're talking my yeah. language. That's, that's the only yeah. parties that I want to go to it <laughs> as I'm rapidly approaching 40 years old. Uh, yeah. Crystal, there's a, there's a lot of information here that, that, we, that we're not going to get a chance to get to yeah. today, but you guys do have the guide available. Where should people go? Because there's still plenty of time between now and Monday to make sure that their homes are as inclusive and accessible as possible heading into this Halloween. Uh, thank you. Folks, uh, head over to sensoryfriendly.net. Uh, that's 
it's all on our website. Uh, there's a couple of blog posts about uh, what, what parents can do, what families can do, what you can do uh, for your neighborhood. Uh, Dave, as you said, there's a downloadable uh, guide on our YouTube channel. There's actually a sensory-friendly story uh, for children about Halloween that you can you know, read or listen to uh, with your child uh, and watch about, it, it just sort of goes through what to expect around the sensory experience of trick-or-treating and helps prepare kids for that. Crystal, we're so grateful for your time today and grateful for all the work you've been doing. Let's try to connect uh, more than once every four years because I want to <laughs> stay up to do with all the work that you and your colleagues are doing. All right, Dave, I, I would love to speak to you every World Occupational Therapy Day if we want to commit to that, uh, but anytime. I really uh, thank you for having me here on this particular day, uh, and I really wish everyone uh, a happy, fun, sensory-friendly, accessible, and inclusive Halloween. Oh, thank you so much, Crystal. Have yourself a great day. All right, you too. Bye now. That's Crystal, that's Crystal Seeberger, the president and founder, well, the CEO and founder of Sensory Friendly Solutions. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.